Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Alongside me, we got David. Greetings. Greetings. Also known as Nightly. Other than there, we got Freddy. Always coming that spoopy. Always and forever. We are finally back in the studio and it feels so good. So damn good. <laughs> we have spent, let's see, we have spent almost two hours just talking before we, we started we have, recording. <laughs> I mean, but in our defense... We have a new computer that we needed to set up completely from scratch. Wow. And wow. Um, so, yeah, like there, there was things we needed to do ahead of time that we didn't have time to do until we got here. That could have been the pre-show. That could have been the pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash goodnight. Except we still had no way of recording it because <laughs> we didn't have the computer up. But that is okay. We are here now. And yes, we're very excited to be back in the studio. Thank fucking goodness. Because wow. Amazing wow. to be back. Feels good. Feels great. Yeah. Feels really good. Um, we have a new seating arrangement. We do have a new seat- seating arrangement. But we are still a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is the podcast that takes a different horror film to break down, discuss the ultimate question, why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. You can support the show over at patreon.com slash goodnightlife. That's not what the wood. Ah, it's nice. Not That's so much better than <laughs> online latency. Oh my gosh. But pleasure on Patreon, you've access to the show ad-free and as early as Monday with a post-show. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. An episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. Now, kicking things going. (laughs) Kicking things going. I'm tired. Fuck (laughs) y'all. Keeping things going with our Season of the Witch Month. Because goddamn... Y'all didn't like Lords of Salem, but that was such a good discussion about Lords of Salem last week. I, have like, to I like that we talked about the positive stuff as well. We did, yeah. We talked about the positive. We definitely talked about the negatives as well. But it was ultimately a really good conversation surrounding the Lords of Salem, and I, I, I enjoyed it. It was, it was, it was really good. But this week we are discussing a fucking classic. Mm. Some say the Godfather of witch films. Mm. Some say, I don't know if I agree with them, some, but some say that. Suspiria, 1977. First and foremost, thoughts. Now, this was Freddie's first time, so David, I'm going to have to elect you. That'll be second time, excuse me. I was going to say it was my first time. I'm about to elect you to go first, my friend. This movie did not click with me. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. And you know what? (laughs) I, uh, was it the lip syncing? No, that didn't even bother me all that much. I, I saw that there's a lot of credit given to this movie before I started watching it um, through the description that was presented to me when I hit play. Um, I really like the color palette that's used in this movie. Gorgeous. I think it's, uh, yeah, stunning to look at. um, Very artistic. This movie felt like it was leaning towards experimental, but maybe didn't get all the way there. I don't know if it is considered experimental or not. Yeah, tour probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of fascinating moments, especially for the time period that came out in. I loved seeing some of the murders that were done. I didn't like seeing some of the murders that were done as well, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the the beginning was very strong where we have our first murder occur. That was a hell of a opening. Yeah. We'll talk about it. And that was great. <laughs> um, it's moments like that where I would imagine that this movie uh, shined a lot especially back then. 
Um, but it was a little bit of a snooze for me where I, I didn't really know what was going on. I don't know if I just wasn't in the right headspace for it. Um, and you don't really realize what's happening till very close to the end. Right. Um, but I, the song I, didn't give it away for you. I mean, which, which, which? I figured it was coming, but I'm like, how are they going to go? Is it witches? Uh, We are talking about season of the witch, but is it witches? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, You know, and I think because we are on theme for the month, I kept thinking, where the witches at? Yeah, where the witches at? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I sadly lost interest because I think after an hour is when you find out. Um, But it's quite a bit. I, I really did appreciate the color palette throughout this. Um, there's a lot of good moments with music. Yeah. That Coblin I think are pretty it. strong. Yeah. Um, but just didn't click for me. Um, I wish it did. Um, but just wasn't my cup of tea. That's fair. No, totally fair. Yeah, we definitely need a track pack, though, because this is loud. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely need a track pack. Uh, Freddie. Yes. Your second um, time. Second time watch. Uh, my first time watch was less than a year ago, too. So it's a very recent second time watch. Why did you um, watch this prior? Did you just were like, oh, fuck, everyone's talking about Suspiria. Let me watch it. No, I did this for, I was guessing on someone else's podcast. Oh, sick. What's the name uh, of the podcast? Uh, oh, man. Drive, drive-in? Uh, oh, man. I'm going to find it right now. Uh, I'm sorry. Is it at the drive-in or something? Something like that, yeah. Okay. Well, sweet. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Shout that out was to a them. really great uh, podcast because we did a double feature with this and the Abominable. Abominable. Abominable? Yeah. <laughs> that movie. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now what the podcast is. But this movie, for me, I love this movie. Ooh. I think it's so great. Um, I want to hear all about it. Revenge of the Drive-In. Shout out to you guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah, shout out. Um, but yeah, the, the movie itself, as a film lover, is super well shot, well directed. I love the suspense. I love the mystery. I love the colors. It just has everything that I look for in a movie. Mm-hmm. Is it perfect? No. Is it close to being a quote unquote masterpiece like people say? I can see why people say it. Mm-hmm. For a movie being that old and being that great, I can see why people really love and appreciate this movie. I, I, I know there's a lot of fandom of it. And I know that it got so popular that they even made a remake. And I'm still dying to watch the remake. Oh, you I haven't seen the see remake? That. Not yet. Have you seen it, Prince? I have. Yes. What would you recommend for people in a modern day to watch the original or the remake? Uh, I think you would like the remake probably a little bit more, but oh, really? it is it is an hour than longer than oh, this movie. Oh my so, goodness! Yeah, but it's two thirty eight. Yeah, it spends uh, it spends a lot more time focusing on it's it's nothing like this movie. Mm. It, it, it it literally the only thing that they share is that it's. The same name, it's in a school that focuses on dance and there's witches involved. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's pretty much a different movie. Like, if you would have called it something else, it, it, you wouldn't see much of the correlation besides those themes. When did the remake come out? 2018. Oh, very um, recent. Yeah. yeah. Um, they really hyped up that remake, though. Like, they showed it at some press screening dinner luncheon thing and, like, a bunch of the press or supposedly press like ran out and got sick and stuff like that. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, I watched it. I was like, it was not bad. Um, but it's cursed. It is, uh, it those, is interesting. Those types of stories when it comes to press getting sick or whatever. They always- it's so lame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's such a lame fucking marketing tool to me. <laughs> but, um, I, I enjoy this movie. 
I think this movie does have a lot of hype to it when new folks come in to watch it. Uh, I feel like the hype can get muddled in it. Um, I do enjoy this movie, though. Not as much as everyone else. I love Argento a lot, um, but my favorite Argento films are usually not like this. They're a lot more bonkers, um, like opera and phenomena and Mm. things like that. And and I would even say Deep Red. Like Deep Red is also one of my favorite films from Argento. But uh, this one is just... For me personally, I like it. I do enjoy this movie quite a bit, but it's just, uh, uh, it just follows the hype a lot. I feel like for... it's very mainstream. I would say now it is. <laughs> yeah. So I the I did not know about this movie before watching it, and sure. the only reason why I was able to put two and two together of it having such renown is because literally in the description, I think from where I watched it, it said. Uh, probably renowned as the best horror story ever. And I was wow. like, yeah. whoa. Yeah, I went to a horror museum and they had like a whole Suspiria section and it was like kind of cool rewatching scenes. Suspiria used to be the gatekeeping horror film. Really? Yeah, Suspiria used to be that gatekeeping horror film where it, where it would be like, uh, like, have you seen Suspiria 1977? Like, that, this used to be fan. like <laughs> the gatekeeping horror film for years. And yeah. I, I remember when I first got my hands on Suspiria, it was in college. And when I watched it, I was just like, that was fine. Like, 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 it was fine. Like, I had a good time with this, but it didn't like knock my socks off. Like how other people would tell me it was going to do. Yeah, and, and I think that's what ruined my experience for it. Is that mm-hmm. if I would have just stumbled upon it one day, um, I think I would have probably had a, a more enjoyable experience watching this. Um, with that being said, Superior twenty eighteen. Um, there's this whole kerfuffle. Is it better? Or is it not? And all this other stuff. Um. I personally do not think 2018 is better uh, than 1977 just because 1977, even though it feels slow, it has a lot of gusto. Like it it, it mm. picks up when 2018 is just like it, it inches its way. It mm-hmm. gives you a little taste here and there. The dancers involved in, th- in the whole aspect of things like that, which is very fascinating. Um, and uh, then it fucking hits a curveball and you got like the crone type of witch involved and stuff like that. So. I do enjoy this film a lot, and I do love a lot of things about this movie. Um, and I, there's also some things where I'm just like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I like hearing that perspective because I, we've talked about my expectations being set prior to watching something a lot on the show yeah. before, and I went in with no expectations with this. And uh, that's great. It's a rare instance where you can see, like, I guess in my case, like, does that work? Can I? Can this be renowned be known as being renowned as great and going in with no expectation will will i have that same experience but for me it it just didn't really click right um Which so because it sounds like in your experience like the hype kind of the hype is what killed, created the wrong expectation for, sure. for you but i had no expectation and i went in and there i, saw, I thought there was cool moments but um i yeah. guess there's just something that i'm missing that i just don't understand that's fair. I think what was very interesting for like my first time watch, this is one I was doing my other like audio job. So I was like, oh uh, yeah, soundproof you were room. really, really, and yeah. And I had like really good headphones on and stuff like that too. And when just, you like, watched it, yeah. Oh shit! So yeah, I was what all experience. by myself in the soundproof room with really good headphones. The sound really design nervous. in this movie is incredible. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it got me really nervous. Like it got footsteps. me footsteps. Like, always sounding like they're behind you and shit. Yeah, like there, the, the, really that good. was that was really great stuff. And the shots with the camera. 
Uh, oh, yeah, gorgeous. Fucking yeah. gorgeous. Anyway, let's fucking jump into this shit. Suspiria, 1977, directed by Dario Argento, released August 12th, 1977, with a runtime of one hour and 40 minutes. I could not find a budget on a box office of $1.8 million with a rating of 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, you do have to note Dude. that this box office of being $1.8 million in 1977, that's actually pretty good. Um, and on top of that, I think that was only in Italy. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what he said. Um, but we open to the sweet metallic sounds of Goblin invading our eardrums, flowing through the fucking rain. It, this is just uh, right off the bat. This is great. Get the. Thank you. But it, it's, it's, I mean, I could be, um, but like, it, it's really good. And I, I like that metal aspect of what Argento adds to his films. Fuck fantastic. But the narrator opens the story that quote, Susan Banyan decided to decided to perfect her ballet studios, um, to, excuse me, to perfect her ballet um, in the studios in the, the most inf- famous school of dance in Europe, choosing to celebrate the Academy of Freiburg. One day at 9 a.m., she left JFK Airport in New York and arrived in Germany at 10.40 p.m. local time. Excuse me. <laughs> I wonder if that picked up on the microphones. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. The music pounds louder before before coming to a halt. Susie leaves out of the airport with a group of people walking alone, but spotting a poster of the ballet school at the doors. The theme song accompanying her stares. When I first watched this, I thought the stairs had something to do with her staring at the woman that was leaving mm-hmm. out of the airport because like the way that the camera oh, followed yeah. her. Yeah, and then. You realize, like, oh, wait, no, she's looking at the poster. <laughs> so, right off the bat, this is a very, like, creative direction. Yeah. Of, like, cool, I want to take a shot of her being very centered, being around, like, two people who are in red, and she's, like, in white, and it's very, like, well shot, and we'll take a look at her eyes, and every time she looks at the door, it'll get a closer shot of the door. Yeah. As she moves closer to, like, the actual thing, too. I was like, wow, that's very interesting camera work. And it's one of those things where it's, like, it feels like something's off already. Yeah. You're like, what's happening? No, you're And it's right. kind of like, this is a very calm moment. And then right when she gets into the place that she's at, it's chaos. It's drenching rain. Yeah. She's trying to get a taxi. No oh, one's like, stopping. <laughs> it's literally like, you're watching the entire movie right now. It's like, you're in a calm state right now. And you're feeling very suspicious about something. And then now you're drenched. With yeah. Chaos. So I was like, cool. Really cool way of looking at that. Yeah. Um, it's stopping when the camera is back on Susie, walking out uh, into a furious storm. She tries hailing a taxi, but they continue speeding away from her. She waits for another, getting in the street to stop one, asking the taxi driver to help her, but he doesn't. <laughs> she grabs her own bags, throwing them in the back seat. Susie gets inside the taxi, the driver asking for her destination in German. Um, she poorly shares where she needs to go, the driver not understanding, until she shows him a postcard. He begins driving, Susie trying her best to dry herself off. She bathed, um, she's bathed in hues of yellow and red as they drive through the stormy streets. This is fucking beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. This is gorgeous. The the color palette here, again, I keep saying it. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, it draws you in immediately. It makes you interested. And invokes so much style, which is two colors. And this is, you guys may remember when I said this, that I believe that Death by Temptation was heavily inspired by Suspiria mm. because of the color palette. Because Death yeah. by Temptation has a very similar color palette. Yeah, 
I think I remember that. She asks if it's been raining this hard for long. The driver creepily looks back at her and bluntly answers, 30 minutes. As they continue driving, <laughs> they, they pull away. They pull up to the deep red ballet school. Susie asks for him to wait a moment as she gathers her bags. At least he does that. <laughs> a woman named Pat opens the door, yelling at someone off screen. Or so we think. She uh, shuts the door before running after them in the windy rain. In the windy rain, excuse me. Um, Susie rings the buzzer. A woman answers the intercom, asking who she is. She introduces herself, the woman shouting for her to go away and that she doesn't know her. Susie tries to convince her to let her inside, adding that she has the, the letter from them, the woman yelling for her to go away. The driver hunks for her. She quickly tells him to wait before trying the intercom again. No answer. She takes her bags and heads back to the car, placing them inside, the thunder continuing to pound overhead. This is great. Yeah. All this fan fucking tastic. You really just are like drowned in mystery at this point, and it's yeah. it's it's awesome. Like this this is a, this is a really really fucking strong opener, and I think that's probably why you weren't a fan of the rest of the film. Yeah, because you got ghost shipped. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the scene directly after this where it, it rouses mystery for me, and I'm and I'm. You're really ready to find out what this is all going to mean. Right. And I feel like my <laughs> expectations, <laughs> yeah, my expectations were set there and they weren't fulfilled. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a bummer. It is. Cut to them driving. Susie spots Pat running in the woods, screaming dramatically and frantically. Pat, I love how she's like, don't stop the car. <laughs> Keep fucking going. She's crazy. Pat walks into a building in the interior built like a sophisticated maze. She goes inside the elevator, the door immediately closing, and, and uh, she ascends upward. This is also really great. I really like the construction of these sets. Yes. The set design the is, is just I absolutely impeccable. Yes. Patterns, the colors, everything. It's very symmetrical. Yeah. There's a lot of illusion too with uh, the symmetry between like building pieces, like the entryway of the stairs splitting upward. And if you look straight ahead, it looks flat. Very amazing. Absolutely incredible. Quick cut to Pat being thrown a towel from Sonia. Sonia sharing that she can she can stay for she can stay for as long as she wants if she's happy enough with the couch. Pat thanks her, sharing that she's leaving in the morning and that she's going away forever. Sonia laughs, mocking that she, that mocking that about excuse me, mocking that it is being a big deal. Um, it doesn't matter if she got kicked out of the school, continuing that she always does. Pat claims that she doesn't care about getting kicked out, that she could, that she wouldn't understand. It's seeming absurd and fantastic, thinking that all she can do is get away from there as soon as possible. She asks Sonia if, if she could use the bathroom to dry off. She allows her to do so. Inside the bathroom, Pat looks around for uh, around the room for a moment, startled by the window shooting open. Sonia immediately comes into the room, asking why she didn't just close it. Great question, Sonia. <laughs> it's like, why aren't you closing it? <laughs> like, blaming it on the wind, commenting that Pat's in bad shape and she needs to tell her what's going on. Pat excuses that she got she just got scared of the windows being bursted open, but Sonia isn't buying it. Asking her yet again. 
Pat is quiet. Sonia suggesting that she tells her later as she closes the door behind her. She locks the door, still paranoid as she looks out at the bathroom window. She sits down before going back and forth toward the window, hypnotized by the blue dress flapping in the wind. Moving away from the window, still startled with each pat on, on the window, deciding that deciding to move back toward the window, trying her best to look out of it. The, the silhouette of a person can be seen within the dress uh, within the dress. She grabs a lamp on the table to get a better look. Eyes appear through the dress. Pat's startled, but wants to get a closer look. I love the eyes appearing. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It's super creepy. I love the sound too. Like it's like swing, swing, swing. Yeah, yeah. My like mind it's is it's really really great. Blown by these shots though. Oh my like, god. Cameras yeah. like in the weirdest placements. It's like outside and it's like panning out and then pans back in and yeah. it's like and she's on the top her. floor too it's like the right. reflection yeah. it's like how do you even like get these shots yeah. like like you were saying like it's to the top floor especially how's in 1977 yeah like, how's it zooming backwards like it's yeah it's shots that i appreciate as a director's like you don't have to do this yeah like, no it's yeah the creative freedom to make the camera shot as cool as possible mm-hmm. and he does and this with all it, his shit just like oh no this is why it deserves was it 91 percent 93. Wow. 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's even like the craftsmanship in this movie. Oh, is it's insane. absolutely incredible. Like we we're talking about set design, colors, palette, yeah, acting. beautiful. And one thing that's really great about it, like when you're talking about the um, costume design, the zoom yeah. one on from coming from outside the window, um, it invokes that this this being that's coming for her is it's coming through the air outside the window right. towards her. So the camera work uh, complements well to that as well, mm-hmm. which is really cool. It does absolutely. Uh, this movie is technically a part of a trilogy as well. Oh, um, so it's uh, it's kind of like a Carpenter esque type of trilogy. Like mm-hmm. the movie that came out after this in 1980 was Inferno, which I personally like Inferno a lot more. Not a lot more, but a bit more than this movie. But um, once again, I like the bonkers, crazy shit that doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, and There's like, a lot of that in this. Oh no, there is no for yeah. sure. There definitely is, but it, it it to me this makes sense. Like it's just like all right, it's witches. Like, 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 I have a, I have a reason, yeah. you know, but like the others that were just like, why is this person doing this? <laughs> like, that's the shit I like. I like, like a phenomenon. Why can't you talk to bugs? What? What the fuck? Uh, it doesn't. Yeah. It, that, that's what I love. <laughs> yes, I Does got the joke for you. I just you. chose to know you. <laughs> um, a hairy hand breaks through the glass. That hair, that hand was hairy. Damn, that was like yeah. a gorilla hand. Um, forcing Pat's face on the glass, squeezing her face onto it. This is intense. This is so great. But yeah, it's right. awesome. This it's like furious. Yeah. It's devotion. I don't think I've seen something quite like this since. Someone's yeah. face being pressed on the glass. Such with such like that looked like it hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought the same thing. I was like, this probably really hurt in the moment for the actress. Right. Like that looked like it hurt. <laughs> Do you think the what's to come, the breaking of the glass? <laughs> it was real. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it's like shatter it quick. <laughs> Sonia bangs on the door for her to let her inside. She heads over to her neighbor, banging on their door, yelling that there's a murderer. Pat's face breaks through the window and pulled out. Outside, she stabbed. She stabbed as she flares the dramatics. She's like, "Yeah, mother." It's so great. <laughs> Falling to the ground, um, being stabbed a second time. Meanwhile, Sonia continues banging on her neighbor's door, but to no avail. Pat continues getting stabbed and then wrapped uh, wrapped w- with a rope. Sonia runs downstairs, screaming that there is a murderer. While Pat is stabbed so hard 
that it's exposed her heart, which is then stabbed next. Gnarly. This is great. Yeah. The glass overhead breaks. Her head pushed through. Sonia dodges the shard, but the whole glass shatters above her. Pat is hung while while a large shard of glass impales Sonia in the face and a bar into her stomach and neck. This fucking awesome. You know, it's really impressive how this is shot, um, especially back then. Yeah. Because I'm looking for the the fakeness in these moments right. and I can't find it. Like yeah. It looks very impressive. It does. And I love the fact that they chose to use like paint yeah. Yeah, for like blood. Yeah. I think it, it's, it's very great. charming for older films. Yeah. Where it they looks use awesome. Paint for blood. Um and even the the stabbing of the heart, right? Oh yeah. Wow. It's very impressive looking. Yeah. Like it looks incredible. And you even see the markings on the heart itself yeah. and the heart's beating wow. and then it beats faster when it gets yeah. stabbed. I was like that's fucking genius. So, yeah, it's very clear there's a lot of love and care that went into designing oh, yeah. all of this. Absolutely. Yes. Cut to a blind man named Daniel uh, walking toward the school with his service dog, stopping and parking his dog before heading inside uh, on his own. Susie shows up to the school, opening the door and heading inside. Students and teachers are in the foyer. Miss Tanner greets everyone, stopping when she notices Susie, asking if she could help her. Susie introduces herself. Tanner mentioning that they have ex- that they expected her yesterday evening. Susie cuts her off, um, saying that she did arrive at 10 but the door was locked it's someone on the intercom didn't know who she was therefore didn't allow her inside tanner is upset asking for the name of the person but um but she didn't get it she apologizes to Susie, welcoming her to the academy introducing herself and shaking Susie's hand bringing her along to meet with uh madam blank the or is it blanc blank blanc yeah whatever the headmistress um the headmistress of the school sharing that she was the uh, an infant, a famous ballerina. Tanner calls for Blank as she speaks with a group of men, introducing Susie to her. She studies Susie, excusing excusing herself from the men, complimenting her looks, and commenting about the men being policemen. This is all great details right here. Like you're seeing the spirals on the staircase. You're seeing um, these men that are there. You're seeing workers working in the back. You're seeing Mark doing chores. Like this is all really great. I, I, I honestly, yeah, the environment, yeah, the environment itself, like it's living, and it, yes. it, 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 and you feel that in this moment. This is all great stuff. Blank shares that she. Uh, that she knew a woman named Carol Banyan years ago in New York. Susie excitedly shares that that's her aunt. Blank exclaiming, um, exclaiming the, at the good news, complimenting her skills to Tanner, delighted to have her niece there. You know, uh, you know this also kind of reminds me of. Have you guys ever seen the movie Sucker Punch? Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a good movie. It wasn't. Um, but like, it reminds me of this, where like they would show the dancing and or, or lack thereof, they wouldn't show the dancing. And they would just go into the fantasy, and we would just see Elizabeth Brown swaying her hips, and then it's fantasy <laughs> shit, right? Yeah. This movie reminds me of that because we never really see Susie dance. She's supposed to be this fucking awesome ass dancer. It's right. very good point. <laughs> she offers Susie a welcome a welcome into the academy, sharing that the director is traveling at the moment. Uh she great context of saying that the director is traveling and we hear Sarah later assume that the director is actually always in the school. So great context of that later. She calls for her nephew, Albert, weird ass fucking looking kid, to wait upstairs. <laughs> Blake shares the news, um, the news the, about Pat um, being murdered last night shortly after her expulsion. I love how they just care about Pat. Like, 
Sonya just was non existent after this. Yeah. And it was just, and I don't know if Sonya was a student there. It sounds like she wasn't. Yeah, and it could have been just like, oh yeah, just like her friend. Right. So, but they could have at least been like Pat and her friend. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) uh, Warning the students to be careful and not getting involved in questionable friendships. She cuts to the chase, sharing that that her room is being occupied, but they found her another place to stay with a third year student. But she uh, will have to pay $50 a week, but allows her to um, deduct it from her tuition. Mentioning that Susie will be working with with Tanner and warning her to not get upset when she is a bit stern. Tanner tells her to follow her as bl- as Blank uh, heads back heads back over to to the group of cops. The cop asks about Pat leaving school at eleven p.m. As she is speaking with the cops, Susie cuts cuts her off, sharing info about seeing uh, seeing a girl leaving. Uh, I think her name is Blanc because I really want to say Blanc. Yeah, B L A N C. Blanc comments that she is uh, that she's a new student, asking her uh, what she looked like. Susie gives her description. The the, the cop asking what uh, what she did, but she only saw her for a minute. Blanc reiterating that it was truly eleven. Tanner asks Susie if she is coming, going over the rules as they ascend the curvy staircase. Speaking on the academy being specialized and that they don't teach anyone how to dance assuming they already know how to do that while they are walking up pavlo is walking down with a tray tanner introducing him with a smile commenting about how ugly he is that was really fucked up dude yeah what she was like admit it he's ugly i was just like oh fuck i was really caught off guard like, by that nah tanner you're ugly <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, some of the dialogue is like out of pocket like, yeah god right. damn <laughs> she was like but he can't understand you since uh, he only speaks romanian he totally understood Fuck yeah, he understood. Expression like changed immediately. Yeah, and she like shoot him away. She's like, okay, that's enough of you, and like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> they continue. Up, they continue walking up, walking up as she is still sharing some slightly personal shit about Pablo's teeth being pulled. Okay, Susie ignores it, asking what uh, where are they headed. Tanner explains that they are going to the locker room, adding that uh, they also have a swimming pool and that she can use it whenever she likes. She opens the door. One of the students says that she has uh, something to tell her. Another student calls her a snitch. Tanner quiets them all down, introducing them all to Susie, sharing that they'll um, sharing that she'll find several American girls within the group. She points out Susie's locker, um, and that is everything she needs ex- except for shoes. Tanner allows her to share someone someone else's shoes for the time being, before telling them to hurry and meet her in the red room. One of the students in the in a black dress named Olga is mocking the girl who needed to tell tan or something um the room the room giggles she introduces herself to Susie, knowing that she's the her tenant confirming that Susie has to give her 50 dollars a week wanting some in, in advance damn i just I met know, you right? i know what the same thing. Susie tries to tell her not to worry olga telling uh, olga telling her to not get offended because that's how people are here all right she walks away Susie asking if anyone has shoes that she can borrow a woman allows her to borrow some shoes, and then she tries selling them to her. Yeah. But Susie only needs them for now. The woman allows her to borrow them, but is making sure that Susie uh, gives them back. Uh, she has, uh, she takes a seat and is about to put on her shoes, but spills the contents of one of the dancers named Sarah um, belongings on the floor. Susie apologizes, helping her pick up her things, including a wad of cash. Sarah putting it. Uh, putting all those things back into her purse, asking if they shook her, shook her up about the money talk. Susie chuckles that she isn't used to it. Sarah commenting that uh, she gets used to it. I'm just like thinking, like, damn, you're not used to it. You're from New York. Yeah, 
Like, True. Like, I feel like that's a thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Olga sits down, hissing both their names. Sarah's vis- visibly annoyed as she continues. Um, Olga's interesting. I-, I have some things to talk about her when we get to it. Um, uh, mocking the mocking that people's names that begin with with S are the name of snakes. She hisses at Sarah and she sticks her tongue out um, <laughs> uh, to her instead. It's like they go at it for a little bit. Yeah, there's like it's a funny scene. Like it's like, it's 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 definitely something. Like I I was just thinking like damn, I would knock her ass out. <laughs> I would the knock her ass out quick. Shows that all of the girls are in it for themselves. Oh yeah, for sure. He did it all for themselves. It's like, all right, I get it. Character development of like, you're not supposed to like these characters, right? Well, Sarah, I feel like she's supposed to be likable, though. You're right. Uh, Yeah, but you know, her name starts with the letter S. You know what they say. Well, I mean, so Susie. (laughs) (laughs) It it is interesting how she does. Like, she's like, "Hi, Susie. Hi, Sarah." (laughs) Like, (laughs) cuts to Olga um, painting her nails, sharing her plan after graduating, asking about Susie. She claims to know. She claims to know what she'll what she will do afterwards, thanking her for the broom, calling it pretty. Olga is pleased, think, uh, thinking that they'll, uh, they are going to be good friends, calling her sweet. Susie giggles about the fact that she has the name of a snake. Olga claims that she was just kidding, hoping that she's not sensitive. Susie bluntly says, no. Then the phone rings. <laughs> Olga answers it. Susie grabs, uh, Susie goes to grab her bags from a guy named Mark, which, interesting that Mark came there to hand her her bags. Yeah, that's true. Interesting, interesting. Um, I do like the scene, and I, I'm we're gonna talk about the scene in a little bit. She tells him that she tells him that he didn't have to do that, and that she could have just gotten them herself tomorrow. But he thought she, uh, she would need them. She claims that it wasn't necessary, but thanks him. He says his goodbyes. Susie asking if um if he would like to stay there for a while. He politely declines, sharing that he lives back at the school and um and get back. And he needs to get back before supper. She tries to convince him to just stay for a little while, but he insists that he has to go. To, he has to go because they'll get upset if he's late for supper. Two things that I would definitely like to mention in this scene here. First thing is, okay, Mark, super interesting. He's like some familiar of the witches, right? Like yeah. that, that, that's what it feels like. He's under their control, right? Yeah, like some type of spell of some kind that makes him have to be present. Um, we never see them have supper. That's mm-hmm. one thing that we don't ever see them do. We only see um, Susie having supper by herself with the bland diet yeah. of fish. Um, but another thing that I like um, in this scene is you can hear Olga's entire conversation. I was trying to focus on it, but I couldn't. Really and I think that is that. so intentional. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, it, even though we can hear her conversation, we're so focused. On, and they're all in shot. Like, we yeah. see her on the phone, then we see Susie talking to Mark, and we see Mark in the doorway. And, like, it, it this is such a genius shot to me. Yeah. Like, it's just, it, I love the fact that we can hear her on the phone, and we if we truly focused, we can listen to her entire conversation, where she's talking about, she's talking to some person about a date, pretty much. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just wish Tubi had subtitles. That's fuck. true. Um, yeah, no, and like scenes like this just gives me a lot of like joy because it's also another directional type of like things. Like, I want that to be heard, yeah. And it's like he has a good way of making scenes very authentic in a realistic way. It's like, yeah, in the real 
life situation, you'd be able to hear her talk, but yeah. your focus as a viewer is on the main character. Right. Yeah. And like, cool. That's really fucking cool. He leaves. Olga waving by as Susie grabs her bags to take take it to her room. Olga whispers that she caught one, mentioning that Mark was blushing, calling calling him cute but poor. <laughs> that, uh, that being the reason why T- Tanner forces him to do so many errands. Susie drops her bags in, um, in her room, coming back as Olga hangs up from her call. Olga commenting about Pat liking him a lot, commenting, um, um, adding about... Uh, Excuse me. Commenting about what happened to her, bringing up the fact that Susie saw um, saw yesterday, or bringing up the fact that Susie saw her yesterday. Susie nods, commenting that she saw her outside the school, and uh, that she seemed strange, mumbling to herself. Olga shares that Pat felt terrible after they kicked her out, but believes that she deserved it. Susie has flashbacks of that night um, she saw Pat commenting on the noise, and uh, that she says that she was saying things that made no sense. Olga continues going over her description of Pat um, at the same time. Susie mutters, "Quote unquote secret." Iris. Olga not understanding, Susie reiterating that Pat mentioned uh, the word secret in a lilac flower. Olga doesn't understand the meaning, commenting about uh, her being busy and and, and it being easy for her to find out if one of them were in a jam. Interesting. Now, I got some theories about Olga. Because, like, after this whole shit... And like Susie's moved back into uh, the school or whatever, we don't hear about Olga ever again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was confused about that. It seemed like she was gonna be a prominent character, right? Now, my thing is, do y'all think Olga died? Because it sounds it sounds Maybe. like yeah. these witches taking off these other people because of much. like yeah, because they know too much, yeah, or they offended them. Because it's our first hint as a viewer, not knowing the information later on, but it's like, cool, remember these phrases. Right. Like, this is important. So, Um, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm very curious, like, or did Olga just drop out of school? Like, what the fuck happened to Olga? Like, what happened to Olga? New York, started a whole career. Who knows? Yeah. Like, what happened? I don't know. Super interesting. Cut to ballet practice. One of the instru- one of the instructors um, motioning at them. Sarah goes up to Susie, asking her ab- about her t- uh, stay at Olga's. She comments that uh, that it's nice before Tanner gathers all her- all their attention, wanting wanting a few of them to come come with them in the yellow room. Block comes into the room, greeting Tanner, then excitedly goes over to Susie, sharing that her room is all arranged for her. Susie asks if um, if it's okay for her to stay at Olga's, Block claiming it doesn't matter to her, reminding Susie that her letter said uh, she would be staying at the school and that uh, the room is free. Susie argues that she didn't uh, think it was important, Block over, over, over the back and forth, allowing her to keep her decision. <laughs> I can see why Block wanted to get rid of her. Because, <laughs> like, Susie, is, Susie has that attitude to where it's just like, it's my life. Like, I'm going to yeah. do whatever the fuck I want, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like, you know, like, yeah, no, you should have that attitude. But I can see why Block didn't like it. <laughs> How's your Sunny D? It's actually really good. <laughs> it's ringing me back. Bringing us back, man. Yeah. Bringing us back. So, listeners, I'm drinking Sunny D right now. There you go. Sunny D. Taste the D. Is that a ritual over there? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> that sounds better than what I actually had for dinner. Oh. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, I mean, I love Lunchables. I mean, Lunchables are great. Yeah. Lunchables are great. 
I mean, they're pretty much just charcuterie boards for kids, but they're great. They're better. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> Give me that, fuck that fancy cheese. Give me that cheddar cheese square. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, God, y'all remember Tang? Dude, Dang, don't even get me started. Oh, shit. Too sweet. It was so sweet. I added extra sugar to oh, it. Oh, man. Even oh Sunny God, D. Over, I don't know why I'm alive. <laughs> I'm over here seeing that the Sunny D is only 50 calories for this bottle. And 80 like million grams it, of sugar. It still tastes just as sweet as it used to. <laughs> oh, so sweet, Sunny Fuck you. Oh, Susie walks over to grab her vest and Tanner calling Sarah to leave so she could speak with Susie, telling her that she didn't know, she didn't know uh, she was so strong-willed and that when she makes her mind, nothing will change that. Quote unquote, complimenting her um, before leaving out of the room. Mark grabs the rest of his shoes, giving a flirtatious smile to Susie before leaving. And that, nothing happened with that, too. I wanted something to happen with her, Mark. Um, Mark or Susie tries catching up to, to the other dancers. She's captivated by a woman sitting next to Albert, polishing a sharp object. They both glare at her. Susie holds her head. The artifact grabs the sunlight, firing the glare into her face, causing her to be stunned by it. The score perfectly syncing with the word witch, 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 witch. This is also really good witch, stuff right witch, here. Witch, witch. Really good stuff. She tries snapping out of it and pushing forward, but she continues down the hall in a daze, holding onto the wall, her mouth becoming visibly dry, her face beginning to bead with sweat. Fucking wow. Like, the fact that you can literally see her lips are getting dry, and you're seeing that she is starting to sweat. She's starting to... Like... What? <laughs> this is this is insane. Like this is really good stuff. Like the filmmaking aspect is fantastic. The attention yeah. to details is incredible. So so incredible. I do have to agree with that because it, you, it's the passion is very apparent, and it's in little moments like these where you, there's a lot of there's a lot of productions that would just skip over something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Inside the yellow room, Tanner is giving her lesson. Sarah asks Susie what's wrong. She claims that she feels a little weak and that she'll stop if it gets worse. Tanner begins counting them de- counting them all in excuse me, begins counting them all down into their dance. Susie apologizing that she feels a little weak, asking if she could rest for a moment. She stops the music, calling it e- calling it easy, wanting wanting to see what Susie can do and how far along she is, demanding her to join everyone else. Susie dizzyingly tries to do it. Tanner demanding her to get her legs up higher. She becomes more and more out of breath before fainting in the middle of the floor. Everyone stares at her as blood oozes from her nose and mouth. Yeah, Tanner. Bitch. <laughs> we got to Blanc walking down the hall telling a few other students to run along. She enters Susie's room. Tanner and, and another woman trying to have her drink water, but she fights it. Now, I hated this. This, yeah. was, but this was like, whoa. It's Impressive. very apparent that there's something, something going on. Going on and something yeah. hidden. Right. Happening. Well, you know, like, I feel like as soon as she walked upstairs this was the start of her initiation of whatever they wanted her to do yeah. Yeah. i don't know what they were trying to do I, I and that that's the only question that i have that never got answered i think that would have helped me a lot if i saw there was a motive yeah like i don't know why her yeah like i that was my only thing was just like i don't understand why she's the one who's getting this particular ritualistic treatment while everyone else gets death. <laughs> it seems like in a story writing aspect, it's um, trying to put the viewer in the shoes of this newcomer, this American going yeah. somewhere else. And 
putting your it's easy to put yourself in the shoes of like I'm arriving to this place for the first time I'm seeing this place for the first time just like this character is and yeah how terrifying would it be to think what if this was me and I think from a story writing aspect that could have been the approach I can see that maybe yeah yeah I mean technically this is in the giallo era um like very heavily I wouldn't consider this film necessarily a like a proper giallo film i know a lot of people do but i personally don't see it compared to other giallo films that i've seen um but most giallo films don't make sense <laughs> that's, that's just that's also, yeah make sense yeah also um what was this predominantly premiered in italy only or did it was it worldwide Acor- according to wikipedia yes okay that this was a mainly a italian film for Got italian it. audiences yeah. when did it doesn't lie so <laughs> yep and then when did uh <laughs> like when did uh for example the states get it i don't know to yeah, be completely yeah. honest but um i just know that giallo didn't really like become like a popular thing until kind of recently Got like I, a lot of i i didn't start hearing the name giallo um well, one, it was in film class. That was the first time I heard the name Giallo. But I didn't hear it more often until maybe around 2014, 2015. Okay. So. Yeah, a lot of people introduced this movie to me as like an entryway to Giallo. Got it. And I was like, oh, okay. That's very interesting. But like you were saying, I would say deep a lot of people red. are like split. Was like, yeah, it is a Giallo film. And other people was like, no, it's not. Yeah, it has you know, Giallo G- elements. G- yeah, it does. Like it almost to me is a Giallo film because Giallo films usually involve like a detective of some kind. Like to, to be completely like honest, like classic noir. Like, the Exorcist 3 is probably more of a Giallo esque film than this. this. I mean, we get our protagonist kind of becoming a detective. That's true. You know, towards the end. Yeah. I mean, you do got the black gloves. You do got the the funky ways of killing people and shit like that. So, like, um, but in, I don't know. It's it's just all in all interesting. She tries to explain how how it can help the hemorrhaging, asking for, excuse me, Professor uh, Vertigast uh, confirmation. He smiles, saying, "Obviously, as as he tells um, Blanc that there is no need to be concerned." Blanc asks how she feels. Susie claims to feel better as Ver- as Vertigas explains how something like this can happen. Blanc claims that she looks better already, even having color back in her cheeks. Susie shrieks in pain. Vertigas gives her a surprise shot into the arm, claiming that she'll be back on her feet in about in a day or two. She sits up, asking who brought her bags there. Blanc shares that Olga did as soon as she heard, and that she also um, didn't uh, take any of her money. This is what makes me think that Olga died. Mm. Is because, like, Olga was looking pretty forward to that money. Yeah. Like, she was, like, $50 in advance, like, (laughs) pay up. So, like, this just didn't seem like her character to do this. So, like, I assume Oka knew too much and Oka had to get click, clack, click, blat. That's a really good point. What happened? She died? I mean, click, clack, click, blat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's the the name of the chopper. (laughs) Uh, Susie doesn't understand why she did that. Um, Vertigas interrupts that she needs peace and quiet, instructing Tanner that she uh, must have she must have a bland diet for a week, instructing her to drink wine with every meal, claiming that it builds up blood. Hmm. Wonder if that's true. I'm I'm like curious. 
I don't know. Well, don't, like I've heard like doctors say like, oh, it's healthy to have like, like a, a glass, glass of, of wine. wine. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it is. Apparently, a and glass then, of wine a day will prolong your life, but if you have yeah, two glasses, like it will decrease that. your life. Yeah. Everything's good in moderation. Yeah. Um, but I that just could stick be, with like, water, dude. <laughs> maybe it's like a blood sacrifice thing. I mean, like, it, like, I feel like just all of this was just like. It's all prepping her. For yeah, something. it was prepping her for something. And I just, I want to know what that something was because that, I mean, we'll get to the I end. I feel like what yeah. witches want ultimately is youth. Right. Right. And yeah. you have a lot of young beauty and youth and yeah. being an excellent dancer. Exactly. You so have a lot like of young fit women here. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe they're looking for an apprentice to take over the school. Maybe. Susie stares at herself in the mirror, allowing the water to run. She's uh, she's startled by Sarah calling out to her, surprised that she moved in. <clears throat> excuse me. Susie uh, correcting her that she moved her um that they moved her in here, sharing what, what Olga did as soon as she got sick, not standing the fact that she has to live at a boarding school. She feels a lot better thinking um, Vertigast. Sarah is surprised by that. They're interrupted by a knock on the door. She allows um, Pavlos to come into... To come in with her supper, she greets and thanks him as he as he leaves it. Susie joking for Sarah to keep an eye an eye on her lighter because she see, he seems to really like it. This is a fucking great call out for what happens later when he uses right. the lighter. This is such a great call out. We never see her lighter, but you can assume that was her lighter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a cool lighter though. It had like a, a watch on it. Yeah, it was really uh, cool. That was pretty cool. Uh, she doesn't. She doesn't take him as a thief. Asking if she's um, eating there, Susie shares that uh, that she's on a restricted diet. Susie commenting about the wine with her diet. Susie suggests that being uh, Vertigas's idea, and it's supposed to build up her blood. A bell rings throughout the hall. Sarah needing to change since she only has fifteen minutes left before supper. She leaves Susie and starts doing her hair, stopping stopping when she hears her her window rattle. She makes nothing of it. And continues doing her hair. Maggots fall onto her hair. Sarah possibly feeding the, uh, feeling the critters on her as well as she shakes off the feeling without seeing them. Susie pulls a maggot off of her, throwing it down and checking her comb. A few, a few are crawling on it. She then throws that down as well. More maggots fall from the ceiling. When she looks up, the ceiling is infested. All of the students run out of the room screaming from a message from our sponsors. And we're back. They just screaming because maggots. Tanner comes in, comes into the hall asking Mark <laughs> where they are coming from. As um, uh, he mentions that uh, you know, I'm just kind of thinking about it, like maggots are scary. Heck yeah! Just so watch The Lion King. And they look tasty. Okay. I mean, I can't wait to be king. <laughs> can't wait to be king. He mentions that the whole floor that the whole floor is infested. She continues moving down the hall to- as they go to check. They go into the attic. She instructs Mark to not allow anyone up there, uh, which it's pretty much a whole other wing of this school. Like what? This yeah. fucking attic is not an attic at all. Like <laughs> this is totally just another wing. Like it's like they forgot to build stairs. <laughs> they move in search of the, uh, in search of the source of the maggots, crushing them as they walk toward a crate. Honestly, this was satisfying. This was oddly uh, a very satisfying noise. I mean, it's a cool shot too. Like, oh, it's a great shot. Like you see her boots yeah. just like smashing down on them, but very interesting. Um. It's a lot. 
It's a lot of maggots. Or breaking into a crate, more maggots continuing to feed and grow off the ro- the rotten food. Meanwhile, Blanc is speaking with the students downstairs about the about them ordering the cases of food from someone reliable, continuing that it is obviously is obviously arrived spoiled. Must be DoorDash. It. <laughs> <laughs> Damn the diss. <laughs> We're still open for a sponsorship, though, DoorDash. So, like, you know. <laughs> you deliver the content, you deliver the food. I use DoorDash multiple times a day, every day. But we're not sponsored. So, yeah. yeah. So Sponsor me. Sponsor me. <laughs> And McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, my, my new day job actually pays for my DoorDash now. Wow. I know, right? I was just like, what kind of service? Like, oh, my insane. God. This is amazing. So, yeah, that's nice. Um, startups, man. Uh, <laughs> continuing that it um, it obviously arrived spoiled in a few days. Uh, a few days in time, it was uh, it was bound to happen. One commenting about it being awful and it, it getting in her mouth. Blanc considering them fortunate that it only reached the floor below the attic. Another asked if, if the other floors are all right, and they are. Just the floor where they were where they were sleeping are the ones that are infested. Blanc will take care of it in the morning, but in meantime, she made arrangements for them for tonight. She asked up Albert to see how things are going, sharing that the male students have helped them uh, turn the practice hall into a dorm, adding that she doesn't have any op- uh, have any objections if some choose to find a hotel. But since it, it, since it is already late, the inconvenience will only be for the night, and they will all sleep together. The girls are getting all settled in as Blanc checks in with them, one asking if they are going to uh, sleep in there uh, with them. Blanc agrees that they all are. Susie whispers to Sarah, asking if the teachers live there, but they don't, usually leaving around supper, uh, excuse me, usually leaving after supper around 9.30, almost like clockwork. Blanc tells them uh, that all that excuse me Blanc tells them all that all that it is late and they are going to turn out the lights the teachers all leave the room the lights shut off the curtains illuminate a red glow showing a silhouette of shadows behind it gorgeous mm-hmm. yeah. fucking Terrifying. gorgeous it is scary but it is kind of cool as well like it, it makes me think because in high school we had this thing where uh it was this night that you could spend a night at the high school inside the gym. Um, and they like made like, honestly, it kind of looked like the room in squid games. Like I haven't watched, you haven't watched it yet. You've seen it though. And it, it's pretty much like a hall where like bunk beds are stacked on top of each other. It was kind of like that. Um, but it reminded me of that. I didn't do it because I thought it was kind of gross. Um, (laughs) <laughs> so I didn't do it um, and I heard just like pretty much a bunch of people like we only had it one year because a bunch of people started having sex oh god and I was like yeah it sounds like high school <laughs> Sudi notices uh, Mark above the curtain he blows her a kiss before slowly descending down that was like the yeah. last time we see him like be flirtatious towards her too <laughs> like it's just like after that he's just like I hate you <laughs> and he like waved away yeah he was like, yeah. like he was waving but also his body his was body waving was like, <laughs> <laughs> disappeared like it, it was like if you've seen like Adventure Time and when they kind of like move <laughs> like noodles like, it was like that Susie uh, notices Mark oh excuse me uh, one of the uh, one of the women asking Susie if he's uh, hot for her. She sh- she says that he might be. Uh, <laughs> the slang back in the day, man, take <laughs> us back. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember the word courting? 
Of course not, because we didn't use that word. Our parents did. And we need to bring it back. We need to bring it back. We need someone to court with Freddie. Someone court with him. Patreon.com slash goodnightlife. What? What? Nah. Exclusive. Leaked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> Told you, bring courting back. Susie notices Mark above the curtain. He, oh, oh God damn it! I've read that out. <laughs> courting. <laughs> courting. She calls it funny hearing some of the uh, some of the things about him. Sarah calls her bluff that she tried getting him getting with him, but he uh, he wasn't in, he wasn't interested. The the woman in between in, in between them tells them both to shut up and that she would like <laughs> to go to sleep. I don't blame her, bro. Like, I'm sleepy. Susie tells Sarah to forget it and that it uh, that it's okay. The women are all trying to sleep. Ghastly wells and deep breaths uh, as something inches closer to the women. An a old woman's silhouette lies down behind Sarah and Susie. Susie isn't, a, is, isn't able to sleep but continues trying. Sarah waking up when she hears the woman snoring and gasping. She, uh, she's frightened. Some peeking at, someone peeking at her from behind the curtain. She asks Susie if she hears the snoring, calling it weird. Susie nods. Sarah uh, wondering where she thinks it's coming from. Behind you. Susie answers that it's coming from behind. <laughs> the fuck? It always bothers me that they never look back. They <laughs> always are looking next to each other, but they never okay. turn around. They I have, a, th- I have a theory that the... the the glow and the hues that we us, see is for us. Exactly. Yeah. I have a theory that they can't see that at all. I agree. So, uh, <laughs> Susie, <laughs> Sarah whispers liars. Um, Susie, not understanding. She gets closer to Susie whispering that they, they lied to them that the, um, di- the directress, um, is there. And it was just the director. Um, sure. Sh- Sure that it, that is her sharing that the last year she lived in she lived in one of the guest rooms on top of the stairs and one night she heard someone coming in late getting in the bed next to, to her room hearing weird snoring claiming that she never forgot uh, uh, claiming that she never forgot it telling Susie to listen asking if she hears the whistle continuing that Blanc told her that it was the, the directress um, who slept in the room that that uh, that night knowing that it is her behind the, the sheet. Cut today. Daniel comes into the school uh, for a shift. Blanc thanking for the exterminator. Daniel greeting her as he continues heading up the stairs. Sarah asks Tanner if the directress uh, slept there last night. Tanner claims that she didn't and that she's away on a trip and will be back in two weeks. Other students come down asking Tanner which class they're in. She answers the red room. Meanwhile, Albert is uh, and his nanny? Yeah, sure, probably approaches uh daniel's dog the dog starts to whimper uh for a moment inside the school we can hear snarls and albert yelp in pain good <laughs> shit weird ass kid <laughs> yeah, touch his dog. A little bit. fuck you albert anyway <laughs> i don't know why i just really did not like this kid like mm-hmm. he just he the vibes and uh, granted it's probably the point but like the vibes he just gave me this reminds me of like Damien yeah, yeah 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 definitely I could definitely see that he's just an out of place character it's like it's a kid yeah. at a weird ballet school right doing here? and, and, it, and it's her nephew blonde. something weird yeah he's so blonde that is true 
I never like tripped off of that, but like, yeah, he he is super bomb. His his real name is Jacopo Mariani. It would be. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he has played in. That's oh. what I remember from Deep Red. Yes, he was young Carlo in Deep Red. Uh, doesn't have like a, a huge like track record, but and the voyage in the in the voyage into the whirlpool has begun. Such a fucking giallo name. Uh, he's just coined as child. Good. Just child. He would be. He would be. Tanner frantically walks down the hall, bursting through the doors on the of the open room of the yellow room, demanding Daniel to stop his music, slamming on his keys. This was fucked up. This was this very whole, like fucked this up. this whole scene made me so uncomfortable. Yeah, it made yeah. me not like the movie even more. <laughs> <laughs> this made me so uncomfortable. This is just to show that she's like an evil person. Yeah. Which like, yeah, okay, you succeeded. Yeah. You piece of shit. Yelling that uh his dog bit Albert, trying to mutilate him and that he had he had to get rushed to the hospital to get stitches. He's like, man, my dog probably licked his face. Stop it. Daniel is in disbelief. She continues her accusations, wanting to have him go to the hospital, mocking his blindness. He yells, um, that being enough. And I'm glad he stuck up for himself, though. Hell yeah. Um, and that his dog is peaceful and he has ne- he has never hurt anyone. I'm glad he stuck up for his dog, too. That, yeah. too. Yeah. Thinking that Albert mu- uh, must have done something first, Tanner threatens to kill his dog if he comes near the school again. He gets up, shouting that he won't allow this talk. She uh, throws his cane to the ground, yelling for him to get out. He calls her a bitch as he grabs his things, arguing that he's blind, not deaf. He taps his way out of the room, calling it fresh air as he leaves out. Good for you, dude. That is that is exactly how I, like, in my mind, I always thought, like, this is how I'm going to leave a job I hate. <laughs> like, like, but it never happened. Dad are happy uh, that uh, that he's leaving for his do- his dog's actions. Although, quick tangent. I did leave a job once, like, on the job. You guys know, like, the, those little services, like DoorDash and shit like that. I did DoorDash, and I did Instacart. Um, I left both. The, <laughs> while in mid delivery, I don't blame you. Like it, it was fucking horrible. Yeah, horrible. This one dude's groceries. I got all his groceries. The guy wouldn't answer the door, and uh, Instacart tried making me pay for them. What? That could happen? No. Oh. Like they was wasn't supposed to. And I was like, "What do you mean?" And like you were late. What? So therefore, I had to pay. Where I was like. I was pro- I was like two three minutes late, and this guy just decided not to answer his fucking door. Yeah, and I guess like the reason why was because he was leaving or something. I don't know. Besides the fucking point, I did not pay them back, um, and I took all his groceries. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> With the DoorDash, I kept the meal uh, because it was this very rude person who kept calling me and was just like, she called me incompetent, and I was like, I am not gonna take this. I'm done. You're like, I'm not confident. I'm hungry. I'm eating your food. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was a horrible time. It was when I was trying to save up for my wedding, and I had like four or five jobs during this time. I worked at the Apple store. Like, it was, I did everything. Uh, Tanner happy, uh, Tanner's happy that um, he's leaving. He's, excuse me, Tanner is happy um, that he's leaving for his dog's actions. Pablo is dropping off uh, Susie's supper. She asks how much longer is she going to have to eat like that? He leaves out of the room without answering. 
<laughs> she drinks the wine. Now he's like, remember, I, I speak Romanian. Stop talking to me. Now night, Sarah uh, wakes up Susie telling her to listen. Footsteps outside the room. She reminds Susie about the teachers all leaving at 930. It's interesting because these footsteps are loud as fuck. And then we see how far Susie goes. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> she and, <laughs> Interesting. She asks again if Susie hears them, and she does. A red shimmer on the wall. Susie weakly thinks that they are not leaving the school. Sarah asks um, for her to clarify. Susie reiterates, adding that uh, the front door is on the left, and their footsteps are moving towards the right. She got good ears. Yeah, I was like, okay. Like, cool. She's like in a major daze, and her ears are like... <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, you know how we talked about the red glow and we see the silhouettes? Yeah. Do you think that's more just for the viewer? It's like, hey, I'm giving you this red glow to give you a warning that something evil is like. Um, I think yes, and to an extent, but I think the music also does that for us. Because yeah. we we get the theme song of the goblin of the goblin intro. Right. Um when pretty also much about to yeah, yeah. So like it it. So, but I do think you're also correct as right. well. But I don't think they I see think, any of these colors. This yeah, I don't think us. they see any of it because yeah. when they turn the lights off, like that blue light, like honestly, I think it's not just because it looks cool. I think it's because they wanted them to still be in lighting. Right. <laughs> it's like this is the calm effect. Right. Now red's kicking in. Exactly. A sense of danger. Right. Yeah. Um, Sarah calls her a genius. Susie is dozing off. Of Sarah trying to wake her up, asking where where do they go. Susie tries to fight her sleep, not knowing why she's so sleepy. Sarah wants. to to find out uh, where they really go, grabbing a pen and notebook to count the steps. Deep sighs and, and breaths flow through throughout the room as she counts the footsteps. Down the corridors and the hall, the wind gusts from a door. Meanwhile, at a bar, a bunch of German men dancing around, slapping each other. I don't know what they were doing, but I assume... <laughs> <laughs> I assume... I assume... Dude, I want to join. This is crazy. I... Yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I was just like, I don't know what they're doing, but I kind of want to do it. Like, that looks awesome. They start embracing each other. It's so weird. So I hit my friend up, who is German. Um, technically, uh, they're Hungarian, and I asked them about this particular scene and if this is a particular dance. They're like, it might be, but I don't know. Like, I've never seen something <laughs> like that before. Like, and oh, I was like, yeah. okay. They're like, last weekend. Like, like, it might be, but I don't know. Um, but if there's any listeners out there that knows this Germanic j- dance, please let us know. Because I'm very curious. I'm yeah. very curious, like, if it has a name or something like that. Um, because it was... It lasted on the screen for quite some time. Like yeah. honestly, it lasted longer than the ballet. <laughs> yeah. The choreography is really good. I, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, kind of, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're doing it right. Meanwhile, at a bar, a bunch of German men. Oh, excuse me. Daniel listens from a chair uh, before a woman helps him helps him up and walks him out. Mm-hmm. Daniel walks down the dark sidewalk with his dog, passing up two cops that continues continues watching him. He taps his cane as his dog continues guiding him in the dark uh, square. His dog moving faster, he pulls him to slow him down. The dog viciously barking at something that isn't there. He tires, he, or excuse me, he tries calming his dog down and having him continue guiding. He continues to bark. Daniel asking who's there, but no answer. He yells, asking who's there again. That his dog no longer barking for a moment. A bird flies past them, shadows flying across the building, which actually looks like shadows of witches flying with broomsticks. 
It looks so fucking cool. I think I missed that. Yeah, it's like it's like a, an actual shadow on the building. That's really cool. Really, really fucking cool. Um, Daniel continues uh, continues standing and waiting for something to happen. His dog panting as it looks around for a moment. Then it jumps on his neck. Ripping at his trachea, forcing blood out from his neck and mouth. Oh, God. Then the dog just continues ripping his flesh and eating it. Oh, man. So sad. The two officers run over to him, scaring off the dog. That was nice. They scared the dog off and didn't try killing it. I, I enjoy that. Well, one ran to the body. The other chased the dog. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Anyway. I, I'm sure he didn't catch it, though. <laughs> I'm sure that dog was out like, fuck you. <laughs> like I ate the only person I loved uh, <laughs> Cut to the girls getting ready One of them mentioning Daniel uh, being torn into pieces Another commenting about not <laughs> trusting wolfhounds A few others commenting about pets <laughs> I'm thinking about what I said earlier <laughs> About the ears <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I had David roll on that one that <laughs> Yeah you did <laughs> so, <laughs> god damn it got the goddamn giggles get away someone thinking that there might be a hex put on the place and joking about having it uh having an exorcist this, oh my god <laughs> this was actually damn all the sounds outside right now um this is actually really interesting that they have this context now at this point in time, obviously because it's our month or whatever, and we're talking about witches and shit, we know that it's witches. But at this point in time, we like, still don't know what's going on, right? And I find it fascinating that like there is still just so many patterns of witchcraft and things like that. Like people saying things like maybe it's a hex and maybe this place is cursed or whatever. Um, like I, I find that super fascinating that like yet it it's still part of the gossip. Mm-hmm. Right of this place, and I wonder if they know the history behind the place as well, as Susie learns later. Um, the history behind the place. Tanner comes into the room, or Susie sits down with Blanc, wondering if she uh want, wondering if she wants to share something personal. Tanner comes into the room. Blanc asks for her to leave because she wants a moment alone with Susie. Without a word, Tanner irritatedly leaves out of the room. I don't understand why she was so upset. But Susie wanting to talk about about some of the things that's being happening that's been happening around there. Blanc believes she's talking about Daniel, but Susie claims that it is more than that. Wondering if if uh, they have more information about who killed Pat. Blanc claims that she spoke with the chief and they have clues. Susie reminding her that she saw that she saw her the night she came there and that Pat was mumbling strange words. Blanc um, Blanc remembers that. Uh, or excuse me, Blanc doesn't remember her saying saying that part. Susie not um, thinking it made sense, sharing the two words she uh, could uh, actually hear, secret and irises. Blanc claims that she's done very well, but she doesn't know what mean, uh, what that means either, wanting to still share uh, this info with the police. Cut to Sarah and Susie at the pool, Sarah arguing that, that Susie messed things up. Um, thinking that Pat was possibly talking to someone in the building that night, knowing that someone wasn't the teacher, 
knowing that that someone wasn't a teacher. Two girls are walking past. She br- she brings Susie into the water as if that's going to make things quieter um, so they can talk <laughs> a bit more privately. Sarah blaming her for possibly putting someone else in danger. She doesn't understand what, uh, what difference that makes uh, to her, but Sarah was Pat's friend, and she was telling her something when she showed up, adding that she got scared and ran away, almost in hysterics. Then she was killed, asking Susie if she remembers the voice on the intercom sharing that being her and i would be like so it was you (laughs) okay all right you need manners (laughs) they continue swimming and waiting around in the pool their conversation and um unintelligible uh and once again the camera angles right here fucking gorgeous it's beautiful they start heading back sarah continuing to share that a lot of strange and absurd things was going on with the teachers and pat was taking notes on them for months and gave them to her before she left sharing that she only had she only told one one other person named frank that he's uh there for a uh and that he's there for a convention allowing Susie to read the notes tonight Susie is asleep sarah goes over to uh to her shaking her awake pleading for her to wake up upset that her notes are gone knowing that someone stole them she continues shaking Susie, but she's in abs- she's in an absolute daze moaning and groaning as sarah asks for help uh, as for her help, Susie mutters that she can't. Sarah pulls out a note, that being the one she has, uh, that being the only one that she has left because she kept it on her. She tells her to look, but Susie doesn't understand what it is. Sarah doesn't doesn't know what's going on with her, arguing that it is uh, it is the key that exposes where the teachers go every night. She could have just been tired, Sarah. Damn. <laughs> it's so funny how she's like flailing. She's like, yeah. she just, she's just like shaking her. And she's like, like, wake up, please. <laughs> I have to tell you this. It's just like. I'm sleepy. Like, <laughs> fuck. It sounds like they're like drugging her every day with like, oh, yeah, the yeah, wine yeah. and the food. That, yeah. But that's the thing. I don't know why. To weaken her. For what? For what? We need a motive. Make her blood better. For what? It's a ritual. We don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, ritual. What ritual? Like I, I just I don't understand like why they were doing this to her. Yeah. And why not Sarah? Why not the whole dance school? You know, haha, <laughs> funny American. <laughs> <laughs> She's tasty. We haven't had food in a while. <laughs> reminding one of us, reminding her that she wrote uh, she wrote it while sitting next to her, asking her if she knows anything about witches. Susie falls asleep. Sarah pleading for her not to leave her alone. Sarah cri- Sarah cries at her footsteps. Oh, excuse me. Sarah cries as footsteps and laughter crash behind the door. She turns. She turns off the light. The room bathed in a greenish glow. Listening from the door, she the giggles and footsteps continue. A light comes comes on in her room. She covers her screams and hides the note next to Susie. Would you have in this moment? My ass. My ass would have been like, all right, I'm gonna act like I'm asleep. Right. <laughs> like, we act like we both asleep right now. <laughs> this is a really cool shot too because it's like near the ceiling and it goes like through oh, this the is bulb. Awesome. The bulb goes off, but it still stays there. So you see through the bulb looking at her. Yeah. So fucking cool. Like, room turns green. I was just like, damn. So cool. Gorgeous. She leaves out of the room, the red glow appearing over the window. The door opens. Someone walks into the room. Susie murmuring in her sleep. Uh, Sarah makes a run down the the Christmas colored hall. A door locked. She tries to run back at the other direction, but stops when she hears 
when she notices someone. She runs back toward the toward the other door, but turns around when she notices someone else coming. She decides to go inside the attic. A woman confidently walks down the hall, opening up a box with a sharp with a straight razor inside of it. Sarah continues moving through the dark the dark attic corridors, bumping her back into a secret door that opens up. She doesn't go inside, moving away as it's as it starts pulsing with a bluish glow. Moving down another room, um, she's hit in the face with something, causing her to trip into into the window, breaking it. I don't know what she was hit in the face with, but it, I don't know, it was something. Um, I would tell you because I'm looking at it, but uh, there's the ads playing that to me. Oh, man. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, she rushes into a glowing room, closing uh, closing and locking the door behind her, bleeding from shards. I wish she was still on shutter. <laughs> um, someone sticks a blade uh, a, a blade in between the crack of the door. She slowly mo- moves back in fear, trying to keep quiet as she, cover- as she cowers in the corner. The person continuing to try to unlock the room with the blade. She- Sarah notices a window above her. She works, to- she works to stack boxes to give herself some leverage to get through the window. She struggles to climb up. The suitcase is about to fall, but uh, she ends up making it through the window. Jumping over and over on the other side of the, of the spot. Of, excuse me, I don't know why I said it like that. Jumping over the other side and spotting a door across from her. She jumps down <laughs> unknowingly into a bed of barbed wire. Wow. I hate rooms that are filled with barbed wire. Wow, you took the words out of my mouth. Man. I hate when that happens. It's it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's horrible. They should lock their windows for barbed wire rooms. Also a window for <laughs> a room. room. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the most bizarre part here. A window to another room. Yeah. Like that's so bizarre. Screaming in pain, she continued trying to get out get out of the wire, but she but becomes more and more tangled in the metallic wire. Sarah sh- uh, Sarah sees someone causing for her to scream in absolute fright. The person with black gloves um, with black gloves on, takes the the blade and slices Sarah's throat. Mm. Who do you think it was? Brutal. I think it was Blanc. Really? Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I thought it was the Dream Boy. Who? Who? Uh, was his name Mark? Oh yeah, Dreamy Boy. It yeah. could be. Maybe. Just because his his arms were kind of skinny I looking. Think it was Susie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You think it was what? Susie. I hope so, because I, I want her for more purpose. Cut to <laughs> Susie going to check on Sarah. Her room completely tattered. Tanner appears in the doorway, commenting that she disappeared. Susie doesn't understand since she saw her last night. Tanner continues that she just packed her bags and left without telling anyone. Mark comes up to t- comes up behind Tanner, agreeing with her in that uh, he heard her clo- her door close and she walked down the hall, mentioning that he also heard a car, thinking that someone possibly was waiting for her. That's yeah, probably him. I mean, like like I said, he 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 definitely has this type to him, right? Like he he he's just an interesting person. <laughs> like he's just he he's such an interesting person. But like this is like the last time we also see him. Like I think this is the last time we deal with Mark. Hmm. So, I don't know. Susie calls it impossible Tanner acting as if she she's upset with some uh, excuse me, as if she's upset that she didn't at least tell someone while walking away. Susie calls a man named Frank Mandel. She introduces herself as a friend of, of Sarah's, wondering if she knows where she is. You know, that was a creepy time. And it still actually happens now, but yellow books. Yellow yeah. books and yellow pages. That was weird. It's interesting, right? Because there was a 
there's a social regularity of people not creeping it, creep, creeping using it. I know there was still stalkers and all that, but I feel like these stalker tendencies in our society has grown so much more with the internet being prevalent. I mean, Yellow Pages has a website now. It's yellowpages.com, and it does the exact same thing. Does it really? Yeah. I'm going to look myself yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. It is weird. I think you have to pay for it, but still, it's not See, like See, Stalker's not going to pay for yellowpages.com. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> when there's so many other avenues they could use. I mean, probably. Free. I don't know. Um, anyway. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's, it's weird because back then, I feel like it was such a normal thing that no one, like, was creeped out by it, but now we're. I mean, I, think, I would use it for prank calls. I mean, and I pizza. would too. Yeah, prank calls. Man, and pizza, that man was those are simpler times now that I'm yeah. thinking about it. But I think we've. It's just weird. It's yeah. Like it's, it's just it's a whole phone book. We've been so preoccupied with privacy more than ever. <laughs> That's true. And I feel like we've been conditioned to think <laughs> privacy is more important than it's ever been. Which is funny because we think about privacy so hardcore, yet we say our whole life on social media. Exactly. We just blast our whole life and shit. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been on social media in like two years now, but... That's fair. Hey. It's still there, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, that's fair. Uh, he doesn't... Uh, excuse me. He doesn't... Well, I don't know what the fuck I was trying to say here. Uh, wondering if he knows... Where she? Oh, that's what I was saying. He doesn't know where Sarah is. She shares that uh, that she shares what was relayed to her, uh, asking if she can see him later today. I would be like, for what? <laughs> <laughs> Share that she's worried about her, confirming that the location of uh, confirming the, of the location of the convention center. She notices Tanner Block and another teacher walking down the stairs. Block not un- understanding why Sarah would just leave, wondering if she may be uh, with her father in uh, Geneva. Susie Susie meets with. With Frank at, at a psychiatric office, he shares that he phoned Sarah's father, but he was uh, away for the weekend. I wonder if that was Blanc using a spell on her father to, like, say his name. Like, she's probably with her father in Geneva. And then now there is no recollection of Sarah's father either. Mm. I wonder. Very quickly. She, yeah. You're right. White pages, yellow pages, creepy as fuck. Told you. <laughs> I looked yeah, myself up. This yeah, is creepy. It's weird. Like, <laughs> they know? They, they know Dude, they even have your address. They have my relatives? Yes. It's weird. It is fucking weird. Probably shouldn't be saying this on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably shouldn't. But, I mean, but it's just it's, <laughs> it's accessible. Like, I mean, it's just everything is there. Like, the internet is not safe. <laughs> Like, it's just, it's not. She asks if he understands um, her worries. He um, he understands, but decided, but decides to wait for Sarah's father before getting too concerned, thinking that they could uh, could have left together and that he knows her well, well, since she was a patient of his three years ago. Susie didn't know that, including that she didn't she didn't know he was even a psychiatrist. He continues that she had a nervous breakdown after her mother's death. Getting treatment from her or from him, they became friends, but she was upset about notions and uh, that was put into her head by Pat. He claims that that uh, he claims that the ideas were wild and that the academy was founded in 1895 by Helena Marcos, the local people believing her to be a witch. She looks confused. Frank guessing that she already knew that. Susie having a feeling that somebody already told her about it, but it, and, or it's sounding familiar, but she can't remember. 
he continues that earlier in the 19th century, Helena has been expelled from several countries. Something, uh, something about her um, that had the locals persecute her. He adds that she had a number of books and she went by the name The Black Queen. So fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> after and after she settled down there, she uh, she bought on a lot of gossip. She brought on a lot of gossip. Regardless, she obtained a lot of money and founded the school. At first, it was a school of dance in the occult sciences. Um, but in 1905, Helena died in a fire. The school uh, began taking over taking over by her favorite pupil and the occult sciences were no longer studied and it became the famous dance academy susie doesn't understand what it means to be a witch he convinced he's convinced that the belief uh the belief of it comes from a mental illness he uses an analogy quote bad luck isn't brought by broken nerves but by broken minds end quote interesting tough line yeah he excuses himself um calling over a colleague um Milius, I think it was, expressing that he he can assist her better um, than he can. Sharing that he wrote a book regarding the topic, he introduces Susie to Milius, sharing that she's interested um, in his favorite topic about witches. Frank is, has to leave, leaving the two alone. He sits down, wondering wondering what she would like to know. She asks if he believes in the existence of witches. He uh, he's known some women who's considered themselves um, themselves witches. Studying the phenomenon for quite some time, he finds of it importance of psychiatry, but he knows she's skeptical. She grins, finding it hard to believe, asking what what do they do? He calls them manipulative and destructive, their knowledge of the art giving them tremendous powers, allowing them to change the course of events, but only to do harm. He still knows that she does not believe he still knows that she does not believe him. She shakes her head. He continues that their goal is to accumulate great person. Uh, great personal wealth and um, that can only be achieved by injuring others. And that's why I don't understand what was the point of not just, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Mm. Very curious. Causing suffering, sickness, or even the death of others that, that they have, uh, that have offended them. He wonders why she has um, interest in the occult. Susie shares that Sarah spoke spoke to her about witches, and she read some she read some things on them. She asks um, if he's heard of Helena uh, Marcos. He's like, of course I have. I just told you I studied this shit. <laughs> Damn. You <laughs> <laughs> agree. He's commenting that she was the famous black queen, a powerful evil witch that lived and died in the city. She already knows the information, asking if there there were a guild of witches. He corrects her, calling them a coven. Um, and sharing the, the it would have been funny if she's like, ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he corrects her, calling them a coven and sharing that the queen witch is 100 times more powerful than the rest of the coven sort of like a serpent the strength resting with the leader um and a coven deprived of their leader is like a headless cobra absolutely harmless he continues the skepticism and um is a natural reaction but magic is ever present milius starts chanting magic is everywhere and all over the world it is recognized it is a recognized fact always Susie is back at school, looking over the food um, that is on the platter. She closes the lids and goes over to knock on Mark's door, um, but he doesn't answer. She tries another door, but it is locked. She, well, she just tried to open it. <laughs> she locks, or she asks um, one of the. She asks a woman cleaning the stained with the stained window where everyone is. The woman shares that they are all at the theater. Susie doesn't understand why she wasn't she wasn't told. 
the woman sharing that Tanner get, uh, gave tickets to everybody while leaving out the hallway. And I assume at this point she wasn't told because they're probably plotting to kill her. Yeah. I assume. The ritual's about to start. Right. Which, it's funny because the ritual is just like, I want you to die. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> Susie calls Frank. He um He's not able to hear her. She shares that a lot of strange things are happening and is about to tell him what happened when she eats, when she eats at night, lightning strikes outside, causing the power to go out. She calls, she calls out to, to Frank, but doesn't receive an answer uh, from him. The lights come back on, but he's no longer on the line. She's back. At, she's back to her room, dumping all the food down in the toilet and pouring the wine down the drain in the sink. Why don't you just put in the toilet? Yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, she tr- she tries making sure that the, that it doesn't stain the sink. She does a very poor job at it. <laughs> Turning off the light and a pair of glowing lights that look like flickering eyes are peering outside uh, are peering outside at her. Mm-hmm. She opens the window. A bat flies into the bathroom. She screams and tries fighting it off, fighting the bat off um as she as it gets tangled in her hair. It hits the wall, flapping on the ground, moving toward her. She covers the creature with a towel and and bashes it with a stool until it dies. This looks great. Okay, so you said uh, Mark could be a familiar. Yeah. He was the bat. I like that. I like that theory. I hope he is. Why not? I mean, why not? That bat was crazy. Context to this yeah. scene because honestly, I'm like, what is like, where did this what is happening? Come from? Why is it attacking her so viciously? Yeah, viciously. Like, I'm just trying to kiss you. <laughs> it's me, Marky Mark. It's me, I'm a vampire. <laughs> it's me, I'm just Marky Mark. Don't worry about it. Worry about uh, it. Cut to Susie smoking a cigarette in the darkened room, grabbing the note, uh, uh, grabbing the note of of. The footsteps from Sarah, she hears the footsteps playing in her head, remembering that she what she said about them not leaving the school. She uh, counts the footsteps out loud, knowing that she can find out where they're going by counting their footsteps. She opens the door, slightly hesitant at first, but gathers the courage to follow the footsteps, cautiously moving through the halls. Susie goes up to the large door and enters. She uh, She's inside another hallway and continues counting her steps until she makes makes it to another large door. She opens it. Laughter and conversation fill the air. She cautiously pe- sneaks past the two women laughing and conversing. Which, how? You got heels on. And y'all can hear footsteps from your fucking room. But these <laughs> women who are right here can't hear you. What? She got those quiet uh, heels. Yeah. I guess. Like, I just... Cushioned. This was so interesting to me, though. Like, I, I do... Like how scary they are, though. Yeah, she came out with a fucking like cleaver. <laughs> She's like, <"What?" laughs> like it was that was scary. I'm not gonna lie, but it's just like, how can you not hear this? <laughs> like this is come on. Um, she's in. Oh, excuse me. She op she opens it. Laughter. Oh, excuse me. She cautiously sneaks past the two women laughing and conversing, running past the door. One of them running out with a knife, shouting, "Who's there?" <laughs> Nobody in the hall. She just goes back inside having her conversation again in her native tongue with the other woman. Good for her. Susie walks out from uh, from her hiding spot behind the curtain and continues following the count of footsteps, eventually making it to a room that has carpet, that being the reason why she can no longer hear the footsteps instead of her just thinking that by the fact that they're just far away. And you can't hear them anymore. Mm. Because that's what I would have thought. Eventually, making it to the room um, that has carpet on it, she looks around the room, but no other exits. Um... 
not not thinking that it is possible, she continues searching for for some sort of passage. It couldn't just like be someone's room, like yeah. I mean, hey, my room only has one exit. Like, <laughs> like I don't meanwhile, outside the 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 school, rain viciously falls. Susie continues searching around, looking out a mirror and noticing that the, that there's a crack showing showing the door. Do you think when they need a lot of power, it rains? That could be a good point. There's a lot of emphasis on the rain in the beginning. Yeah. And that's when there was an incident as well. Right. She realizes that Pat was uh, talking about the secret, um, the secret being behind the hit, this hidden door. Uh, she yells uh, to turn the blue iris. Susie does so. The door opening up. She, she decides to go. She, she decides it's a good idea to go inside. The door slams shut um, as she enters. Susie continues walking, moving a curtain and exposing another hallway. The uh, the writing on the writing on the wall in many different languages. But Susie continues cautiously moving. She eventually makes it to a room with the door cracked. She moves behind a sheer curtain, overhearing um, Blanc telling the coven to make Susie disappear. Tanner comes comes up to her, uh, doing some sort of motion with her hands while she takes a bite of something. I don't know what it was. But I assume this was their version of a um, – of oh God, what do they fucking call it? Freddy, you got to help the me Christ out. The Christ Crackers? Uh, the what? The Christ Crackers. <laughs> <laughs> the Eucharist. Thank you. Yes. The is Christ that what that is? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot what it was called. I was like, I was wait, like, the what? <laughs> You looked at me like <laughs> you. You motioned at me like yes. You you know what I'm, you know what it is. <laughs> and I was like, am I right? You are right. Wash it down with some wine. <laughs> yes, it's their version of the Eucharist. I was like, is that racist? <laughs> <laughs> Christ crackers, yes. I'm like, I'm like he's not wrong. <laughs> like he's, he knows exactly what I'm talking about. I thought the same thing. But yes, I think it is their version of the Eucharist. Thank you, Freddie and David. <laughs> uh, she, she repeats that Susie must vanish and die. Whew. Tanner coming back to uh, to her um, with a chalice and she takes a sip. Or before she takes a sip, um, she asks for Helena to give her all her powers. Um, and then she takes a sip. The lights flickering to blue and red. She chants sickness away with her, away with trouble. That's what I'm saying. Like, there, man, like, I wanted that to be something, like, more. Right. I wanted it to be an actual challenge for her. And why was that creepy kid there? Albert? Yeah. I don't know. Creepy kid be creepy kid. Yeah. Like, Albert, come on, man. You got fucking Pablo's ass looking like fucking... Lurch from the <laughs> Adams family in there as well. Susie uh, starts com- convulsing as Blanc repeats death. Albert looks in- into the hall, then goes over to Pablo's um, Lurch-looking ass to tell him something. Susie turns around to Sarah's body um, with pins in her eyes and stakes in her wrist. This looks incredible. It does look cool. Super scary. It's really scary and this has one of my favorite jump scares that's about to happen very soon. Um, Pavlo comes into the hall uh, lighting the light lighting Susie's lighter in his hand. Susie moves or excuse me um, Sarah's lighter not Susie's Susie moves into the shadows before going inside another room. Inside the room, the whistling snores ring throughout. 
the she notices the silhouette of the of the sleeping head mistress or the directress i should say um uh susie opens the door but moves back inside the room when she sees pablo standing there she knocks over a statue um the the headmistress Helena waking up. No one came in? Like, nobody heard this? Did y'all hear footsteps? True. That was interesting. Anyway, she um, she knows it's her maniacally laughing about Susie wanting to kill her. I love this. This this is great to me, though. Like, I, I love how she's maniacally laughing as she's taunting her, and this shit's great. Yeah. Susie grabs a spike from the statue, um, moving the curtain, but Helena is no longer there. She growls, asking Susie, uh, asking Susie what it is that she's doing, she's going to do now, um, exploding another statue. Susie's arm, arms herself staring at the back door at the black door helena yelling um yelling that hell is behind that door and she is going to uh she's going to meet uh excuse me she's going to meet death the living dead that that was a weird way of saying it <laughs> uh the door the door opens up it is sarah's corpse holding the st- holding the stake um that is uh, in her in her wrist this looks great. Terrifying. This looks great. She's fucking laughing as blood spills out of her mouth and shit. Mm-hmm. This looks awesome. It does, and it's short lived. It is. I wanted that to be so much longer. I wanted to, there. I wanted there to be a challenge. Like I wanted Susie to leave with like a bunch of cuts and bruises, broken leg, yeah, something tattered hair, Sheesh. like something. I wonder <laughs> if that would have even done anything for me because, sadly, at, like at this point, I'm like, dude, I just hard out, <laughs> out not to be mean but like taking my son Dean leaving <laughs> I'll, I'll take these Christ crackers <laughs> taking my Christ crackers and my sunny Dean fucking out of here <laughs> she, she knows it, it is her um <laughs> Uh, that's funny as fuck. Anyway, um, she turns around, noticing Helena's outline. Um, when the lightning strikes, she digs the the uh, knife into the outline, it hitting Helena and causing Sarah to uh, causing Sarah to disappear. Helena grabs Susie, but she drives the knife deeper into her neck, causing her to lie down. All of the shit in the room starts exploding out of nowhere and shit, and make the room starts to shift. She runs out of the room, the rest of the coven getting fucked up now um, that their queen is dead. And they're like in the fucking back room, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like they're getting fucked. Susie uh, keeps moving, but not quick enough. Shit is still exploding all around her. I'm like, run. What are you doing? Why are you watching this? Run. She continues cautiously running, avoiding falling statues and broken windows until she makes it out of the school. She sobs and smiles when she makes it out of the school, leaving the witches to scream in the fiery death. Just like Helena did in 1905. Mm. Then, credits. <laughs> so uh, Suspiria. I love I love the credits. I was like, you were just watching Suspiria. <laughs> it's great. I love I love that stuff. Um, it is charming. This was this is like I said. I enjoy this movie. I enjoy this movie for what it is. I I really like this movie. I still don't think this movie. I wouldn't say deserves the hype, but I just I don't see the hype. I love it. I see it. <laughs> no, that's good, man. That's really good. I personally don't. Um, David bowed out after uh, Christ Crackers, um, and, and, <laughs> but like, 
there is there is a lot to love about this movie. Yeah. And that's good. I feel like this movie being so like early on to like what was it 1977 you said? Yeah. Um it fits with like the trope that we see a lot in these scary movies now, especially like uh, the most recent one is uh, Ready or Not. It's like after you're surviving so much, you're kind of like just sitting there and smiling at it. Yeah. Like I just survived and I look back and smile. Yeah. We see that a lot. And I was like, cool. This is probably where it originated from. It's pretty awesome. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Cool shit though. Yeah. Real cool shit. Witches. Witch, 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 witch. Anyway, I got some movie facts for us here. Movie, movie facts. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> They're, they're not ready. I didn't. I was not prepared How for this. I'm so you? sorry, but I got them up now. Playboy. Oh, oh, that's, that's but first this ad. This <laughs> first this ad. The woman playing Helena Marcos was not credited, according to Jessica Harper. She was a 90 year old former prostitute who directed Dario Gento's uh, found on the streets of Rome, Italy. Gnarly. Director Dario Argento composed the creepy <laughs> okay. music with the band Goblin and played it at a full at full blast on set to unnerve the actors and elicit a truly scared performance. Heck yeah. Well, I'm just like picturing Goblin like, witch. Listeners missed it, man. Prince just turned and stared into my soul as he <laughs> shouted that. <laughs> That's how I picture that. Um, <laughs> I've never seen your eyes widen so much. (laughs) (laughs) We should really be a visual podcast. (laughs) For the wide shots of the maggots falling from the ceiling, the crew would drop grains of rice down onto the actresses from above. That's cool. Reminds me of my bad dinner I had tonight. Oh, man. I'm so sorry. At least you had dinner. That's, good. That's true. <laughs> ah, here we are. This film is the first part of um of the three mothers trilogy. The second being Inferno, and the third being Mothers of Tears, which came out in two thousand and seven. Wow. Have you seen those? I haven't seen Mothers in Tears, but I have seen Inferno. Yes. Cool. Is that about witches too? Y- yeah. To end a trilogy after so many years. Yeah, because what is that? Forty years. Yeah. Right. <sighs> yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Wait, 2000. Oh, yeah. 1977, 2007? 2000, that's 30 years. That's 30? Yeah. Math. Um, in an interview, Jessica Harper said that many of the actors spoke different languages during shooting, mostly Italian and German, and it uh, it would make communicating difficult at times. However, since the film would be dubbed into English for American release, it was deemed not to be an issue during filming. Hmm. Interesting. That makes sense, because I... Was confused that some of it was dubbed, some of it wasn't, and I was kind of trying to figure out in the beginning. Right. Is this dubbed? Well, dubbed? I can't tell. Yeah. It's all dubbed. In 2008, a remake was announced by David Gordon Green as director. That would have been interesting. However, in 2014, Green dropped out due to budget concerns and legal issues. In September 2015, filmmaker Luca, I can never say his name. Can you say his name? It's Italian. What uh, Genino. How do you say it? Guada, that sounded right. Guada Nino. Guada Nino. That sounds that sounds right. I can't say I've I know who Luca this I know who this director is. He's, Luca, I love he's that movie. Fucking, that is a great movie. movie yeah. Um but he's a fantastic director. He's directed Call Me By Your Name, 
Um, we are who we are. Oh yeah, mm. Bella was just actually telling me yeah. this yeah. fact he's when I was watching awesome. it. Oh really? Oh, yeah, because yeah, call me by your name. Yeah, so yeah. like great movie. He's a he's an awesome director. I could just never say his last name. Um, but was announced as a new director with Tilda Swinton and Dakota Johnson added as the cast. Although uh, Luca stated in a press conference that his version was a personal interpretation of the original and not a remake, saying it's impossible to remake Argento's film. Fuck yeah! What the fuck. <sighs> That makes me like 2018 that much more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, Gotta watch it. Yeah, you do. Mm. You do. It's long, though. The film was shot over four months. Incredible. That's a long time. Probably because uh, Goblin was playing their music the whole time. Four months is not too long. Huh? Four months? Yeah, I can see it. I mean, when you think of like how movies... A lot movies... of set locations and stuff. Yeah. Four months is a long time, dude. Like, when you hear about, like, how some films are shot in, like, 20 days and 18 days and things like that, four months? The set designs, I could see. Bro, that's, like, that's a lot of days. Yeah, <laughs> that's, what, 120 days? It's a lot of days. Something like that. That's a lot of days. It's like four months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> you crackcracker. Entertainment Weekly Magazine ranked this to be the 18th scariest movie of all time. And I'm going to end it right there. But this, oh, actually, the next film that we are going to be covering, everybody, is Gretel and Hansel, which I'm very excited to cover. It's a movie that I, I personally enjoy a lot. Uh, but we will be covering that for the next film. But definitely keep this conversation going because we want to keep the conversation going over on Twitter at Nightlight underscore pod or in our Discord because we got one now in Ooh. the show notes. Wow. By all means, join. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knights. Alongside me, we had David Suspiria. Mm. <laughs> also known as Nightly. <laughs> Other than there, we have Freddy. Always giving that spoopy. Always and forever. Also known as Nighty Night. <gasps> Our efforts to get this shot is not enough. We need your help to spread us out to more ghoulish nights. Rating us with five stars is very helpful, but we would love for you to recommend this podcast to someone who would actually enjoy it. You can further support the show over on patreon.com slash goodnightlife. That's not what they would. Okay. Ooh, that was a quiet one. By pledging on Patreon, you have access to the show ad-free and as early as Monday with a post-show. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. An episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. And remember, everybody, don't forget... You're not like